Welcome to Fuel, Sweat, and Science with Dr. Tip. Each week, we're going to take an in-depth look at how to avoid paralysis by analysis from all the fat loss, weight loss, options, noise, and claims out there, and move past a history of failed attempts which may have caused metabolic changes or suppression. I'm your host, Dr. Tiffany Breeding, PhD, fitness nutrition, and strength and conditioning specialist. My goal is to help you learn to balance busy, social, everyday lives while still seeing results and realize that losing weight does not have to be so complicated. Let's do this. All right, guys, today we are going to talk about setbacks and comebacks. Every great performer, competitor, accomplished artist, we've all hit roadblocks on our path to peak performance competitive greatness. Maybe it was an injury or a bad review, a lost championship. Whatever the challenge, everyone who has pursued a craft has had to deal with the difficulties and discouragement at some point. Encountering challenges and overcoming them, it's just part of our journey, especially when your journey is toward mastery of a skill or of of an approach. We can't avoid setbacks or disappointments, plateaus, especially on that health journey, which is, you know, most of what we're talking about here. Certainly, there are those of you listening that are pursuing other goals and accomplishments, but we're going to hit a stuck point. And we can set ourselves up with tools and strategies for dealing with these and overcoming them when they occur. And That's what I really want to get into today is when they happen, because they will, instead of just never expecting them to happen, you know, the the process is not linear. I'm in the midst of recovery right now from a hip surgery and I'll feel some progression for a few days and think this is just going to continue and then I'll hit a setback where pain is higher or mobility is less or something feels tweaky. And I'm expecting in my mind that my progress will be linear. And that's where I'm setting myself up for frustration instead of there will be setbacks. How do I deal with them mentally and physically? You know, mistakes and failures can cause setbacks. And they're really a common reason that people give up on an accomplishment or a goal or a milestone because they feel like there's no hope. That sense of loss, falling short, it hits us right in our self-confidence and our motivation, the emotions and physical responses. That's just a natural part of the change process. You know, it's adaptation, the general adaptation theory where our body, our mind, our abilities are faced with stress or a demand, a load. If you think about weight training, adaptation, breakdown, rebuilding of creates the adaptation of the muscle fibers and the regrowth so that we then have more strength as we progress forward. But the breakdown, the setback of that is essential. The stress, the key is that we get out of the stress before it becomes catastrophic. So having some exposure to stress and adapting and growing through that is success 
if we push, push, push and never recover and never let our body heal and grow, our mind heal and grow and adapt in a beneficial way, then the stress overtakes us and we can't dig ourselves out of that hole. So that's the difference in exposure and stress management and stress becoming so much that we fall into overtraining or depression or we simply get so frustrated that we give up. So the most essential is the mindset that we maintain along this path to accomplishment, perfection, whatever you want to call it. Perfection's hard to wrap our head around. Is that ever possible? But that's what we want to be pursuing, the perfection, the mastery, the ability to achieve at a higher level. As much as we want to believe that any journey, there's going to be, again, this finish line, straight line path most things worth achieving don't work that way. There's detours, dead ends, U-turns, quick changes requiring to pivot. And in pivoting and in adapting, that's where we really see how much is possible. It's all that opportunity for ultimate growth potential. Setbacks are, they're more than an opportunity for a comeback, you have to be willing to pay attention and buy into growth mindset. Carol Dweck, great book, Mindset. Most of the content is talking about children, the development of our mind, but it applies to us old people as well. <laughs> Are we growth or fixed mindset? A kid or an adult who quits because they're just not naturally gifted in that skill, or a college grad who changes majors because they didn't get an A in an intro to bio course, that's not giving him or herself a chance to grow and learn that saying, oh, I'm just not good at this. I'll change to something else. Instead of saying, this isn't coming naturally to me, but I, I'm passionate about it. I love it. I want to go into medicine. I have to take these science courses. I can learn to be good at that. I wasn't a straight A student until grad school. You know, I did well. I had to study. I didn't read real fast or retain easily the the reading retention tests. I was not a good test taker. I was able to get by and do well. I always struggled with summer reading. I was so busy partially, but I just it took me so long to read the books that I got frustrated. I did a lot of audiobooks, but ended up staying in class for 21 years through grad school, uh, master's, and then doctoral program. And then I taught at the college level. You know, I was at, at Belmont for four years teaching. I learned to love learning and I learned to study effectively, read strategically because I grew into that. I grew into what I needed and adapted to find ways to be successful in the things that I was passionate about. And I think, too, you find a subject matter, right? When you're taking some of these intro courses or high school classes, you you have to take that spectrum and some of them are just not going to be what you're passionate about. And so once you get into your specialization, and that's true with sport or athletics, I'm sure with theater and arts, that wasn't something I ever did a lot of, but I'm sure there are the same kinds of 
honing in on the medium that you love and then it's fun to learn and you find your voice and your passion through exposure to that. I remember experiencing a similar growth process athletically opposite to the classroom on the playing field. I didn't have to work hard to be really good. I didn't have to try oftentimes to beat my opponent. And I took that for granted. I was usually one of the best players on the field. I didn't learn to grow through my weaknesses. I kind of got away with it sliding by. Eh, I'm just not a runner or conditioning just isn't my thing. The truth was I was avoiding the work that it required to get good at it. I later remember learning and training to run a half marathon and I did it strategically and it wasn't that I wasn't a good runner. I just wasn't doing it in a growth-minded way that took some stair steps, that took some some uh, strategic training and patience, ran half marathons at a sub-eight-minute mile pace, doing brick workouts on the track and loving it, looking forward to it. In high school, I couldn't even run one mile in under the time requirement. So I think when we look back at that, we realize learning to love the ride You know, we live in a world of immediate gratification. Hungry? Uber Eats, DoorDash, pizza delivery. You need groceries. You got Instacart. You got shipped. They show up two hours later. I have been loving that recently with my hip injury, so I don't have to toot around the grocery in my wheelchair cart. Uh, But, you know, it's those are situations where we want it. We want it now. We get it now. Google, same-day flower delivery if you forget a birthday or an occasion have a question, right? All of a sudden you're getting ads and videos popping up all over the places just if you're talking about it. So everything is in our face, clickable, accessible. And I think that's setting us up for failure in a lot of ways because we don't have to do the digging. We don't have to put in the grind and the grunt work. We rarely have to wait for anything. And it's a gift, certainly. That's modern technology. It's growth in that industry. It's teaching us that we don't have to learn to love the ride. We don't have to always be patient, continue to maintain focus and discipline. And I think it's hurt our society in many ways. There's so much that happens in the hard of things. I've seen this with clients and friends start a program for a couple, three weeks, scale isn't moving or they're not getting stronger, their body isn't changing, it's just not working. Perhaps they haven't given it time and you don't gain the weight overnight or you don't lose your fitness overnight, it's not going to turn around any faster. And I think what most of us don't realize is that we often put more energy into the negative, the things we aren't seeing happen, giving power to the negative, the more focus we put on that, all of a sudden it's the negative mindset, the frustrations, the impatience that is winning rather than us. So the key to patience is to continue to keep your eye on that end result, having that growth mindset, intrinsic motivation. That's not to say that 
extrinsic motivators. And when I talk about that intrinsic being the the pride, the love of the ride, the feeling, the, the passion for, an extrinsic might be a deadline, a big event, a accolade, a wedding, a something you're working towards that's extrinsic to yourself that's helping you stay motivated because I've got this thing or I want to feel that I want to get that. Um, you know, if you, you promise your kiddo a hundred bucks if they hit a home run, that's extrinsic motivator. Whereas just the good feeling of hitting that home run and being successful is intrinsic motivation. And you can have both. It's not an either or. But I think it's important to cultivate the intrinsic, even if you start out motivating yourself extrinsically. Can you delay gratification if you really want to sleep in and skip your workout when your alarm goes off at 6 a.m.? Try and fast forward in your mind to 3 p.m. You're sitting in a meeting. It's going longer than expected. Now you're going to have to go straight to soccer practice rather than getting to the gym at five o'clock like you had planned when you pull the covers up in the morning. That is delaying gratification. Get your buns up. Get in your workout so you can be present in that meeting knowing you have gained yourself a couple hours of cushion because you did squeeze your workout in in the morning that's where you've said, right now I want to sleep, but I'm going to delay that gratification to later, knowing I'm going to feel better later if I get up and do this. So I think learning to break that routine of immediate gratification, that kind of mindset, and moving into a delayed gratification, that's where we really can learn to overcome some of those setbacks and stale staleness that can set in and have that growth mindset. So, you know, what about plateaus then? What if I'm stuck here, not feeling great? Dr. Tiff, I'm stuck at 151. I will never see 149. Will I ever see that? Plateaus are periods where maybe there's little or no improvement, whether that's real or perceived. Sometimes we're the worst judge of progress. I have clients all the time come, I haven't lost anything. I just know I haven't lost anything, and then they have. You know, so we aren't always the best judges of progress when we see ourselves and are are embedded in that journey so deeply with ourselves. It can be a real bummer when you feel a stalemate. What was working has stopped working, or does this mean I'm going to have to find another approach? This one was hard enough to stick with. So when we hit those roadblocks, there is some of that sense of uncertainty and anxiety and loss of motivation if you're not continuing to see the ball moving forward. This is natural. I get that. But they happen for a number of reasons. When it comes to fat loss, Everyone has a set point. It's that weight where your body just intuitively wants to live. The point where you have lost a significant amount of weight slash body fat, and it's simply going to take some next level changes to get the ball rolling again. It's not something to cause blame or make you feel like you're not working hard enough. It's just an indication that you've reached the point where you're ready for more. It's like moving from rec to AAU, basic math to AP calculus. At some point, the problems are just no longer mentally or physically challenging you. And most of us see the plateaus as positive 
hey, I'm ready for next level competition or I've graduated from undergrad to grad level in those situations, right? Those plateaus or that need to go to the next level is, is, a, is an accomplishment, is a positive. So why can't we look at the health journey that way when you hit a plateau or roadblock? All it means is you're ready for the next level. And unfortunately, that jump means more work, but also that means the same thing in the classroom. It means more work to go to AP Calc, but it's worth it because it's it's a kudo. So maybe, maybe you can start to shift that mindset and say, when I hit this roadblock, it just means I'm ready for something else. I'm just ready to take it to the next level. And so can we start to cultivate that? I think the important thing to recognize as we kind of wrap this up, setbacks, plateaus, losses in motivation, whether it's complacency or maybe a real signal that it's time to step back and take a little break from the grind. So that's the important thing is understanding that plateaus and setbacks can also mean you're kind of overreaching are you overtraining? Have you been in a calorie deficit where you need a little diet break, reset the hormones, refeed the body a little bit? You might gain back a few, but then you can regroup, you can remotivate because what happens when we pull that string too tight, what happens with anything, if we stretch and stretch and stretch, it's gonna break. So I think being intuitive and understanding that stagnation, loss of drive, performance declines, if you're getting little nagging injuries or feeling super tired unusually, these can be signs of mental and emotional burnout. We want to listen to those sooner than later. Just taking a few days off might keep you from taking two weeks off down the road or that little nagging injury instead of pushing through it take a couple days, do a different type of workout. It doesn't mean you have to not do anything, perhaps, depending on what it is. But maybe we don't lift for a few days. We do a little yoga. We do a little walk. We get outside, hike, do something, just a different modality. Same with food. You're feeling burnout. You're having some cravings. Maybe you work something in within your parameters instead of just continuing to try to deny, 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 avoid, ignore then all of a sudden the whole box of Oreos looks great. You know, so I think it's finding that balance, taking a temporary break and recognizing, determine if it's a temporary plateau, mixing up workouts, breaking in diet, other things that may need longer hiatuses to restore your body and motivation. And there's no shame in any of this. Try and treat the journey like a marathon. Then you're going to hit a roadblock. You're going to hit a wall. I like to look at it like a series of sprints where you go all out and then take a break in action. Go all out, take a break in action. And that's a personality choice. You have to decide, are you a sprinter or are you an endurance athlete when it comes to this journey and when it comes to how you maintain focus, how you're going to deal with setbacks when they occur. So I think the big takeaways here as we kind of recap and wrap this up is number one, setbacks are inevitable. Roadblocks, plateaus, just little stuck points, those are inevitable on the journey to change. 
no matter what the change is behaviorally, mentally, understanding the importance of having a growth mindset around setbacks and saying, these are opportunities. They are not, failure is not fatal. It's feedback. One of my favorite quotes, failure is not fatal. It's feedback. If you're willing to use it that way, it can be your best friend. And then how do we evaluate setbacks as needing for a break or just a temporary stuckness that's pushing you to take things to the next level? That's a self-evaluation. Nobody can answer that for you, but I think it's important that you continue to self-evaluate, reassess goals. Are you overreaching? Do you need to pull back or do you just need to hunker down and push through? Hopefully this was helpful because I think as we start to dig and continue to explore, continue to push you guys to your thresholds, you need to understand how to deal with these setbacks and plateaus and not take it personally, just take it as part of the process. So I'll talk to you guys next time. And as always, you know what I'm going to say. Let's do this.